What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I wanna welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is gonna be no different. Stick around and we're gonna get started right now. Welcome everybody back to another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr. and I am awfully excited to be back with you guys at these microphones today. Now, let me say this. If I'm sounding a little extra good, it's because of the Shure microphone that I'm talking through. Yeah. Shout out to our sponsor, Shure Microphones, for uh, pulling up and, and outfitting uh, us with all this equipment. And I appreciate that. But I'm more appreciative this morning of the opportunity to sit and talk with a, a person who I've known for quite some time. And uh, we talk about the story behind the brand. And many of you guys hear me talk about this often. And that is, if you see an amazing brand, please know this. There's an amazing story behind it. People don't show up in business and make crazy impact or generate ridiculous revenue without a story behind that. Challenge is, is that most of us don't know what the story is. Now, if they do a really good job, they can weave that story into their marketing message. And that's one of the reasons why I believe that when Simon Sinek said it this way, he said, people don't do business with you because of what you do. They do business with you because of why you do it. When you can articulate that, why it changes everything. With that being said, I just want to welcome today to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, my great friend, Tanya Carter, what it do? How you doing, lady? Hey, Glenn. I'm good. You straight? I am. You ready to get into this? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Listen, listen, when I called you, uh, here's what I love about your high D temperament. The answer is always yes. Now you you figure out on the back end, like, how are we going to work that out again? No, Tanya, it's early, but I just want to say thank you for my live audience on Clubhouse, for our live audience on LinkedIn, for our live audience on KBCN TV. Uh, You're sitting here with me and we're getting a chance to talk a little bit about your story. Tanya, I know you, others may not. Um... I want you to talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. But I want you to take people back. Let's go back to the the origin of how uh, you have become who you are today, in one sense. Because the truth is, is that you're an amazing coach, especially for people who are exiting relationships. Whether that mm-hmm. is marriage, whether that is a bad business partnership, whether you, you, if 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 there is an exit strategy needed, you're the person that people call because <laughs> because you. you can clearly help them not only articulate where they are, but where they need to be, and more importantly, before they start moving, what work do they need to do on them in order mm-hmm. to make that next step successful? So let us know a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for. And let's take uh, people on a journey behind the scenes of the story behind your brand. Let's go. Um, okay, so my name is Tanya Carter. I'm from Atlanta, born and raised in, born in Atlanta, raised in Decatur. All right. I am, I'm a mother of two and I am a relationship exit strategist. My my goal is to help women navigate the process um, of uncoupling, and I provide support, advice, resources, tools um, to just help them mitigate interruptions in their personal and professional life. Um, the reason why I do this is because it came from my own previous um, experience of going through a divorce myself. Um, I didn't realize that I didn't divorce my story. 
I was still um, mentally and emotionally attached to the outcome. Um, And so that allowed me to, once I awakened to realizing that, it made me wonder how many others are doing the same thing unconsciously. And so my why is to really get people to not only um, uncouple, but do it in a way that they can really move forward and live a life of freedom and fulfillment. Um, and so that's really why I do what I do. Um, and um, a little. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And so just a little backstory about myself. And, you know, I just want to paint this picture real quick. Is that um, March the 24th, 2015 is when I got this awakening over my life. That was the day that my dad had a heart attack. That was the day that it changed my whole entire world. Um, I love my dad. I'm extremely close to my father. And to realize that, okay, you was just at my house the day before and you're 24 hours, less than 24 hours later, you're in the hospital. His heart attack woke me up about my life. I started looking at my life and I started realizing that I didn't like the quality of it. And that's what people have to understand. I had a degree. I have a master's degree. It had nothing to do with labels. It had everything to do with the results and the outcome of my life. I was 34 at the time. I was divorced. I was a single mother of two kids. I lost five jobs in five years. I found myself entertaining the same type of relationships, you know, different men, but the same character and foundation. And I did not like what I kept seeing. And that was five years post my divorce. So I realized that I was still stuck in my story for half of the decade. And so when we start talking numbers, we talking half of the decade now that I was still saying the same thing. I still had the same story. My conversations didn't change. My talk was still the same. And so it was at it was on that day that my life has never been the same, March 24th, 2015. And now looking looking into November 2022, because I forgot what date it is, I realized that it took a lot for me to break down the walls to really birth my freedom. And that's kind of like a quote that Tabitha Brown said. And I, I really, really honor her quote because I realized like, wow, I had to break down my own walls. And so it was because of making that decision and sticking and honoring my word, no matter what mood I was in, is what changed my life. And so if I know I can do that, then I know that I have the ability to help others that's it. Listen, Tanya, you said something and I just wrote this down, breaking down walls to birth your freedom. Correct. There is a level of courage that it takes, first of all, for somebody to even admit that they <laughs> are where they are, Absolutely. right? To be able to own that. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that moment where you was awoken, awakened, however you mm-hmm. want to say it, it was your father's heart attack that kind of jolted you into a place Mm -hmm. of being able to recognize that your story hadn't changed. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about what from your childhood, was it a relationship with your dad? Was it seeing your parents' marriage? Was it uh, your relationship with God? Like what was the point, the tipping point for you that sort of be, that as you made these decisions, like just be being able to recognize that there are a lot of people, let me say it this way. There are a lot of people that go through life changing moments that don't get woke up. 
Mm-hmm. Just because a life-changing moment happens don't mean that all of a sudden you snap out of it. What, oh, absolutely. Talk, talk to me a little bit about maybe some things in your past that informed you being able to connect those dots. You know what, Glenn? I'm going to be honest with you. I knew I didn't like my life. Let me, let me, and, and I, I can only speak for myself. I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing that I know about me is that I know. It's admitting the fact that I had to do. It was coming to that honest truth. I was a master at masking, right? I mastered the art of masking. I mastered the art of pretending because that means that if I had to show up and admit this part about myself, I had to show up being very vulnerable and also admit that I was wrong and I didn't want to do that. Because I would rather look perfect, you know, I would rather look perfect to everyone else than to just face my own self and say, you know what, I really don't like this life. I didn't, I, I, I had that level of wisdom and discernment. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know I didn't like the outcome of my life. I knew that a long time ago. It just, it took a lot of courage to finally come to that level of truth and to give myself the gift of truth, no matter what it looked like, no matter who said what, like I really didn't care what anyone had to say. And it wasn't out of a place of, you know, some people like, I don't care. Like it wasn't even all the attitude. It was just like, you know what? I'm not feeling this right now. I don't like this. I don't, cause I know better. I know better. And so if Tanya, if you know better, then why are you doing what you know ain't working, girl? It's like I had to have a whole talk with myself. Like, girl, why are you doing that? I don't know. Like, I had to have that kind of conversation with me. And so I just had to face myself and be very unapologetic about it, regardless of what mom thought, what dad thought, what brother, sister, cousin, grandma, auntie, whoever. It, it, it didn't matter. This was at this point, this was this was my life and I have to be accountable for the outcome of it. And so that 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 was really the truth. I, I But I think that night I allowed myself to do something I never did. And that was to pause. See, I'm on autopilot the, the majority of my life. I get up, take care of the kids, take them to school, help them with their homework, go to work, come home, pay bills. I'm always in this place of doing and never in a place of being. And so that night, I was in a place in a state of being where I shut down the world. I tuned out social media. I didn't talk to anybody. And I just allowed myself to sit with the most important person in my life outside of God. And that is myself. Listen, you could, for those people that may be ear hustling, you sitting and you jumped in the car you're hearing this podcast, you're like, who is this woman? Maybe you're in the gym, you overhearing somebody because they ain't got headsets on. And you're like, who is this guy? Who, who is this lady? Her name's Tanya Carter. She's an author. She is a speaker. She's a coach. She helps people get out of their own way. That, that's the only way I can characterize it, Tanya. And when you said, give yourself the gift of truth, child, yes. that thing snatched something out of me because like you, I, w- I was very masterful at masquerading, pretending. Oh, yeah. I often tell people that I grew up a, a people pleaser, a severe people pleaser. I please people in order to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that there is a level of understanding that people have to come to that at some point you got to recognize the value of you. And so when you work with clients who are stuck in that place where they're concerned about what everybody else thinks they're concerned about, well, you know, and God help them if they're in a place of leadership, whether that's leadership in the church, whether that's in the business world, um, politically, God help you. Because now it's it, it it's it's heightened because <laughs> because what people think actually matters in that case. Like people could flat out not do business with you. People could flat out leave your church. People could like there there's some direct consequences. Can you talk to the person that struggles with recognizing their value? And notice I'm not saying worth because I think that that is something that we throw around a lot. But I don't know if that's even quantifiable, to be honest. Um, in regards to people who have difficulty recognizing their value, um, because I did, I, I had difficulty recognizing the, the value and the uniqueness that I had that was separate from everybody in the world. Um, I'm going to say that it varies from person to person. Um, it's not cookie cutter. It can be some form of their upbringing. Um, it, it could be where, you know, it would be nice if we lived in a perfect world where we were placed in environments that truly honored our uniqueness and our value. And unfortunately, the majority of us are not in those environments, even if we had good parents. It wasn't because they were bad parents. They may have just tried to cultivate us through the lens of which they thought that they should have been. And so what that does is that you inherit that um, unknowingly and you attempt to live an authentic life being an inauthentic person. And so what I realize a part of myself is being a preacher's kid, a pastor's kid, um, being the last of the three. Um, there were some things that were planted in me about myself that um, didn't necessarily align with what with with who I was authentically. And I had to be willing to um, detach myself from that and realizing that even if I detach myself from what maybe my parents or the world think I should be, that doesn't mean that I love them any less. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm you know, because sometimes we, we, uh, we attempt to be who we think we should be to be approved and be validated and be accepted. And what happens is you'll do that by any means necessary, even if it means compromising everything about yourself to have it. And I believe you just have to cultivate a new way of realizing that this is who and whose I am. And for those who, um, embrace that. I welcome them. And for those who don't, then I have to just set up the boundaries to be able to realize that there may be a certain level of access that you just don't need. It's not out of hate. It's not because it's, it's none of that. It's just what it is. And you, and that comes with work. Like you don't just all of a sudden wake up 24 hours later and, and start doing this. This comes with unpacking first. We, we got to unpack some things. We got to understand why we do what we do. And we have to lead with a level of truth on why we do it. And sometimes we don't know. We may have to revisit our story. And when I say our story, our, our 
our story of, you know, our childhood story, our own personal relationship story, seeing what unconscious vows we may have taken from our parents that has caused us to act in a way that doesn't necessarily complement who and whose we are. And so I had to learn a lot. I had to learn how to parent differently, even as a single mother. I had to stop thinking that I had to exhaust myself. Like that is something that we conscious unconsciously inherit. And I was like, I don't have to do this. Like who 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 said this? Who said that I have to struggle because I'm a single mother? Like who came up with this? And also, and they say, you know what? I would not accept that truth of what you're saying. Like you you literally have to block that type of stuff. But that comes with a level of observing what you've been taught, what you've been told, what you saw, what you heard. And really tapping into that subconscious part of yourself that you operate on 95% of the time. I love it. Does that answer? No. Oh my God. More, more, more than you, more than I can, I can give words to. Let me say this. And um, I could talk to you for hours. Um, The work that you do today is everything about helping people get into rooms where they can begin to see themselves as others see them, right? Rooms of reflection, if you will. Like you invite people to rooms uh, with you as a coach. Uh, so, and, and objectively, you're able to walk them through and show them themselves. As a person coming to you as a client, um, talk, walk us through a little bit about what does that work with you begin looking like and how can people get in touch with you? How can people pull up? Uh, what is your ideal person that you'd like to work with and uh they're looking for you but they they haven't found you yet talk to us (laughs) um my ideal person is a person who's ready to commit and this is not about knowing all the answers what i realize is that just because you're going through something such as a breakup and a divorce i may not necessarily be the coach for you Um, And I say that respectfully because I speak from a place of thriving, right? So there is different language from those who just want to survive versus those who really want to thrive. And I do understand that there may be a season of survival. And what I mean by survival, I mean in terms of where you are mentally and emotionally, where you actually might just need to go to therapy first to kind of stabilize that, right? Um, there are also people who I would say necessarily don't want the help. They just want to vent. I'm not the coach for you. Um, just because we're wasting each other's time, you're wasting your time and your money. And I don't want a um, client who really isn't necessarily ready um, because this does take a level of courage, um, a level of time and energy that you have to bring because if not, then you're going to just end up being exactly where you don't want to be. So that is really my ideal client. Um, She's a woman who she knows she's an executor. She knows that she brings forth an effort. However, this is an area of her life where she just cannot unpack on her own. That's the type of woman that I want to work with. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Tanya Carter, she's an author, an amazing mom, super coach, speaker of truth and a lover of people and God. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It's my honor, my privilege, such a pleasure having you on the podcast today, Tanya. How can people connect with you? Where where, where do they need to go? Um, I would say you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. 
My website is actually currently being rebranded, but it's still up and that's tanyacarter.com. However, that's probably the best way that you can reach me is on Instagram. I'm pretty much on there um, daily. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Y'all be good. Listen, let me say this, y'all. If you are listening to this podcast, I want you to do me a huge favor. I want you to download it. I want you to like it. I want you to share it out. I want you to let somebody else know uh, what we're doing over here. Because at the end of the day, I can promise you, you cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. We'll see you guys next week on the next episode. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.